You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's your friends at Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth, I'm a special Lowe. guest. The illustrious Michael <laughs> There he is. He just moved into a spacious cave with nice hardwood floors and yes. empty walls. And he is echoing across your eardrums right now. Welcome back, Michael. Happy to be back. Happy to be back. How's it feel not to be in that little room like we always it's were? It's weird because I can fit probably 15 of you in here. Versus... Yeah. There's, is there a copier in that room with you right now? No, actually, I donated the large copier to um, like a some type of organization that, that helps with assisting people with drug addiction. Hmm. So I donated, I donated the copier and a couple other things to him. Mm, you should be the charitable Michael K. Easton from now on. Yeah. But what's funny is I have enough room now to have a copier, but I don't have a copier. That works. It's the gift. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you guys been playing the lottery or have you been playing the stock market? What have you been doing? How are you, how are you making your money this week? Uh, working three hours. <laughs> Michael oh, doesn't I have time. I've been the market. I, I hear good old Robin Hood's been up to no good. That they're getting sued now. I heard he's making trouble in our neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, so that's all right, well, that's about all that's been going on this week. I mean, it's kind of dominated everything. Is you know, a bunch of redditors got together and and. Screwed a bunch of uh, billionaire hedge fund people on on, on the market. See, it's, it's just where we keep every day. There's something great in the news that comes out. It's like makes you just feel happy, and it's just it's a weird it's a weird feeling. It's been a while. Yeah, if you needed any more proof that the stock market was completely made up, has very few, very little logic attached to it. So we can. Uh, turn a meme into a into a global like economic uh, impactful uh, sort of thing so yeah uh yeah we hope you're out there making money making all kinds of money yeah do it wasn't the game stop like on the on the verge of bankruptcy yes they they have they not been doing well for a while and of course they have were, been yeah for 20 years yeah yes <laughs> And the pandemic certainly didn't help their situation. So, but now they're the heroes. <laughs> There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the streams. That is what we are. Cross the streams. All right. So as we record tonight, we just had a brand new episode of Wandavision drop on Disney Plus. So we are up to episode four our time so we have two episodes we haven't talked about episodes three and four yeah i you know i've been really surprised the last few days um especially after this people would watch this episode how many people are like 
just crapping all over the show. Like it's Wonder Woman eighty four all over again. The, the yeah, but the masses clearly do not have an understanding of at least prior to episode four of what was happening, nor did they care. All they want to, I think for a lot of people, all they want to see is superhero uh, fighting scenes and, you know, lots of explosions. There was an article this week on AV club that was not really critical, but like the people in the comments took offense to it, basically saying Marvel the entire Marvel Universe 20 plus movies is all about giving you what you want. It's all about, it's very simple. Yeah, there's no other way to have a movie with, you know, a hundred characters that, you know, John and Jane Smith know ex- that, oh, it's the funny raccoon and the guy with the hammer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these movies would not have worked if they were too complicated and too hard to follow. So it's, yes, we've got a hero, we got a villain. And you, you at the end of the movie, everything's saved. It's not overly complicated. It's not a puzzle. It's not a mystery you have to crack. And that's what this has been the first few episodes. So I could see there being a little bit of a, a learning curve, where you know you're not, you're, not every half hour of this is as satisfying as your average Marvel movie. It's you got to take it as a whole from beginning to end. And if you're not patient enough, I could see maybe not enjoying the ride. I'm not seeing this feedback you guys are seeing online or not. I mean, I believe it. I'm not saying I doubt it, but uh, the people, what I see online is people, you know, excited about it, liking the mystery. And we've been, even we've been at, banned from most of the mainstream sites. So I guess. And then at, like people I work with, uh, all you know like it that are watching that are into the marvel stuff this one guy that watches it with his you know five-year-old daughter she's like are we gonna watch wandavision she likes the sitcom stuff and you know doesn't doesn't totally know what's going on at all but still likes that that it went from black and white to color and things like that and just likes watch she likes the stop isn't used to even watching a sitcom you know it just likes that way of you know making a show so i like i haven't heard anybody like tell me they didn't like it so yeah episode oh sorry go ahead i was gonna say this last episode i feel like um, they pulled the curtain back a little bit just in case they were starting to lose everyone yeah Yeah, it definitely feels like here's where we are everybody at a, a kind of a halfway point yeah yeah, I, I just, it was, a, as I was reading through some comments on, like, um, uh, Facebook, Disney Plus, uh, and, you know, advertising new episode was out and stuff like that. I'm just reading through the comments, and it's, it, it was almost like a massive sigh of relief uh, for a lot of people, like, oh my gosh, when are we going to get back to what we know? You know, this this crazy show, it's not like my movies I've been watching for, you know, 10 plus years now. So not that I agree with, and don't get me wrong. I don't agree with that. Like, I think the show has been great. And I, I too highly enjoyed the, the, the sit, this black and white sitcom stuff. Um, the over the top humor. Like I, I think it's, it, it's been very original and, um, a fresh, you know, take on my screen. So 
Well, I had that thought watching this fourth episode. If they were playing it more safe, like this could have been where you started the show. Start with something weird's going on, and we have to go find and like start with some characters you recognize. Mm-hmm. Start with RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, for instance, I don't know why that comes to mind, but uh, <laughs> but we're having yeah. some kind of weird uh, cross contamination yeah. from the Wandaverse. Michael, yeah. what's who's making you do this? <laughs> Michael, can no you hear me? More. Michael. <laughs> So, but yeah, I agree though. Had they, had this been the, the fourth episode been the first episode, um, and taken away what it would have done is it would have taken away the mystery of the whole show. Right. I think people like, I mean, come on this, people like to try to figure stuff out. I, I, I'm, I'm sure people are, some people are complaining about not knowing what's going on, but the majority yep. of audiences like having a little bit of a puzzle box to work out. And it's only been a couple episodes that you didn't know I, what was going on. So I totally God, agree. You can't just tell people everything. I think it's, I think it's uh, a lot of um, the people that don't want to think about it. They don't, they just tell me what you, you know, what you want me to think. Those are I mean, generally the, were... the loudest people. Yeah. Those people have been banned from Facebook, so they've got to complain. Yeah, they, it, they could have done that. They might, it, But they're trying to go back to that one episode a week format where we can talk about the show for a week and not just already know everything. Yeah. So let's talk I, about I would about like it. I would like a little bit of mystery if I trust the showrunners to know where it's going. Mm-hmm. For some of these shows, everyone always mentions Lost. You, 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 did they ever have a plan for where it was going to end up? But I, I, you know, the Marvel stuff has been so well planned from beginning to end. I trust that they're not just throwing stuff at the wall, and they do yeah. have a plan. So give me the mystery. Let, not let's, let's not that there's planned. anything wrong with the other approach, because sometimes that can be a beautiful mess. I mean, <laughs> let's not take any shots here at Riverdale. Oh no, Riverdale would not work if it was planned. Right. <laughs> but anyway, let's start, let's talk about these episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. Episode three, we moved on to the seventies. What? What are yeah, we? 70s. Yeah, we're in the seventies. So we had the, the end bri- of two. We turned color, so now we're in full yeah. color. Yeah. Okay. The opening was uh, like a partridge family ish. Brady Bunch. And then it, then it became Brady Bunch. Style of the house and everything, and they a classic episode as far as the, the pregnant wife they're going to deliver it so if you see a pregnant person on a sitcom they're going to deliver in an elevator probably or somewhere randomly throughout the episode they're going to have a baby it's and always going to come out full size completely clean like right it was that was the perfect marriage of this because you the story 
was or you know was already this you know oddball she you know you could tell she just became pregnant all of a sudden at the end of the last episode so you have this accelerated pregnancy which is a great funny idea for a half hour episode and it fits perfectly with this story you know and you know him getting the doctor and everything and the you know all all of that was great stuff you know comparing it to different size uh fruits and things and she's even like eating uh wasn't she like eating the things and as she like switches what she's eating it's like symbolizing what how it's growing in her and stuff yeah. it's just yeah, the, the doctor doesn't the is it the doctor that makes a com, uh, makes the the comment the statement that oh at this many weeks the baby and it's all fruit the, yeah you know yeah the, yeah because yeah. vision's like uh what size is, the, is it at four hours or something like that <laughs> yeah that's all that was all good good stuff um i mean you know it's bit that was basically the episode uh and you know she's gonna I mean, well, we. Get I wonder the, who that whether the normal audience was expecting there to be more than one baby. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. I I get a lot of questions at work because you know people know that I probably know the source material for this stuff. So you know, they're like, "What's this from?" or "What What do you think is going to happen?" They want to know what it's tying to, and you know, you kind of explain all the different sources that they're bringing together, but. I, but uh, I haven't heard. I haven't talked talked to them to see what they thought, whether they were expecting twins or not. But they we wait till you explain how they lose their children. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did tell this one guy. I was like, "Well, <laughs> the devil." <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, the so those were so in the comics they had two boys. Billy and Tommy. So we, you know, kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, did anybody else wonder for for a second if they were going to try to like mash together some of the other story? Like they had that Vision yeah. uh, series, that Tom King series. If it had been a girl, if one of them had been a girl, that would have been a cool twist to like bring that character into it yeah i i was a little surprised when when the the first baby was born um it didn't come out looking like vision oh yeah that's been funny funny (laughs) but the original storyline is correct me if i'm wrong but this is a this is like a an early 80s book wasn't yep. it like a uh, five-issue limited series of like Scarlet Witch and the Vision? Was there was a there was a four-issue series where they kind of first got together, and then they did a twelve-issue series that was real time. So each issue was a different month of them living in the suburbs in New Jersey, and it was her pregnancy basically. So you had nine months of pregnancy, and then the baby's born. So, so yeah, a lot of that kind of this suburban life is kind of taken from that. Um, yeah, then it there's I I don't know how much of the comic stuff to get into. I can't imagine the show ever going that way. But no, it's not, know, yeah, I, the I comics it's, it's like, almost not important. It's too yeah. com- it's so complicated and weird. It's not even important. So by the end of this episode, we get um, uh, Geraldine, as she was has been called. Um, now this is. Uh, 
Monica Rambeau. This is right. Now, who who knew that going into this? Did anyone know that? Yes. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I okay, mean, I didn't. I yeah. but I kept. How did you guys know who that was? Well, her name's listed on stuff. Yeah, I saw. I, saw, I don't think you're like, supposed to know. I don't think you're supposed yeah. to. Know. Monica Rambeau, great new addition to the show, and like I saw like places normal... talking about it before I had a, a chance to learn who that was. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they had announced the casting months. Ago yeah, of who she would okay. be playing. I just generally don't pay that close of attention. Right. I, not that I it was a secret. Either. Not that it was a twist of any sort. But I, I didn't. I didn't know. But the the casual Marvel fan. Actually, nowadays they're pretty. They know their stuff pretty well. It's kind of amazing how many what I would consider casual Marvel fans know about these backstories. You know, from the comics already, they've read something or heard something because they they're reading things on Marvel Unlimited and stuff like that. But the well, um, also YouTube. Like, there's a, a yeah, you yeah, know yeah. before the show ever comes there's out, people were here's the history. You know? Right. Right. Yeah, there's some really good YouTube videos of like recapping people's stories, storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why ever read the source material? No reason to do. Right. That. Well, even uh, even uh, certainly Disney... don't pay for. I need some horrible videos. You should read the source material. But even Disney Plus put out their own. Um, it, it, it's listed as like Marvel Legends. And it's yeah, supposed it to be, yeah, the the background uh, of different characters showing you how that character, where they started, how they got to um, where the series is. So right now, when you click on that, it brings up um, like seven minutes long. Yeah, it's like seven minutes long, and it brings up Wanda has a has a an episode, and it basically shows you every clip she's been in. Um, uh, uh, across these Marvel movies, and then it does the same thing with Vision, so giving you kind of a, a brief, at least cinematic history of the character. So this episode, the commercial for this one was the Hydra Soak Luxury Bath Powder. <laughs> Escape to a world all your own, where your problems float away. Kind of a Calgon take me away sort of thing. Right. So. Um, so yeah, that's giving more clues to, you know, Wanda doesn't want to face something. She's, she's hiding from something maybe. And then we get the mention of Ultron, Mm -hmm. the mention of her brother, Pietro. And that scene gets kind of dark and creepy. Like the laugh track goes away. The, the kind of bubbly sitcom performance goes away and it gets, you know, it gets real for a minute and there's an extra creep factor the camera stops being a sitcom camera and becomes a a more cinematic camera and it's you don't know what's going to happen because when she might crack right there when she says i'm a twin i was like that chills i was like oh my (laughs) gosh it's like that just knocked knocked me down i was like the where are we going here because she's like realizing it's like oh and honestly, it hit me even harder because I never had made the connection. That's that's why she had twins in the first place. It was like because that they were just connecting to the fact that she was a twin. Mm-hmm. So when she said, I'm, "I'm a twin," I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> that that's a that's a tie-in from the '80s I never even thought of." You know, it was like that was great. It was great. 
And at this, and we we've said we don't know what's going on. We don't know is she a prisoner or is she kind of creating this reality. So this kind of starts leaning that she's kind of the warden of this prison, maybe, and not she's not a captive of aim or some nefarious thing that she has created it. Or at least to my that's how it seemed to me. We started leaning that way that this is her willpower creating this. Place. Yeah, it's the uh, it's it's the watchman line. You know, you're not I'm not locked up in here with you. You're locked in here with me. And anyone like Geraldine kind of challenges that. So she gets pushed out and we reset back to where everything's fine. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. When she starts singing the lullaby in Sokovian, it's like, oh, the accent's back. She's, you know, she's Wanda. It was like, that's, that's every, everybody like that. You know, that was the moment everybody was got their, it got their hooks set in them. Okay. What's going on? We're right. Now, we, now we're interested. And it was very well acted where she has that, like, you can watch her have an internal meltdown with like little, um, yeah, she's she's done a good job yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And this ties in. I mean, we can talk the fourth episode too. It's just like a flashback where we finally we see what that it was Randall Park's voice talking to her, and we see how they they're going through the radio when she's washing dishes and things. And Cat Dennings was great; had a lot of good good yeah. lines, you know. Well, yeah. we get we get a neat thing there, um, and I felt really stupid for for a little bit. We, you know, uh, it starts out. She's waking up in the hospital, like she's being put back together. Oh, it's, it's the blip. Opening. Yeah. A, a good use, use of tying it back into, you know, the snap. Yeah, and seeing like it's another repercussion of having been gone for five yeah. years. What you know, she had been waiting to see what was going to happen with her mom. Well, right, her mom ended up dying while she was gone. Yeah, and that was but, all those people reappearing. Uh, yeah, that was great. That and was I, that was good. I don't remember the last Spider-Man movie that well. I only saw it once, but I don't remember it really dealing with the the blip and the return. They did. It was just sort of like, it, oh, I got to go back to high school, make up some time. Like it didn't, it didn't. I don't remember it dealing with that sort of intensity. No. Of no what it would be like, yeah, holy crap! Half the universe just reappeared, right. and no one knows where they're supposed to be. This, it was this more, way more effective. It was because it they dealt with it in, because it was a Spider-Man movie that there was just kids, so they were just kind of glossed over it. That oh, some of the kids are you know we're just all going back to school together and stuff. You're just older, you know. And then uh, this one you had more you know it was, they're going with that more adult theme in this show, so they can really do that and have it have that gravity. Yeah, I, I definitely I feel like the Marvel Universe needs that. You because know, mm. the comic book, if you read the comic Infinity Gauntlet, everything just gets turned back. No one even remembers it. Right. There were no consequences. Like the movies need to have this con- these consequences and this. This is a serious thing. People, ha- there are going to be repercussions to this, right. and it's just it's been so long since we've had new content. Like we haven't had a chance to deal with that. So hopefully they're not just going to try to forget it. Yeah, that was. But yeah, great. I, you even you heard as she's kind of reassembling, you heard a voiceover Brie Larson say, "Lieutenant Trouble." Yeah, Which I yeah. I just rewatched Captain Marvel. It, right. was, it just premiered on cable a couple weeks ago, and I forgot that was that's Captain Marvel's nickname for a young Monica. So that's a good yeah. sort of uh, callback to that. And I uh, again, we don't we didn't if you didn't know who this character was till this episode. 
and it pays also to watch with subtitles because you catch that i don't know if i'd have caught that but you you it just blatantly says things on the screen a lot of times who's saying what and things so it helped it's helpful so yeah again again marvel's planning you know we had captain marvel set in the 90s we introduced maria rambo as a an adult mm-hmm. fighter pilot photon so then you know we had young monica so we knew okay here we are decades later she's now going to play a more central role but it's already she's already been established her character's there it's it's really impressive again and again bringing back the characters from thor characters from ant-man like this feels like a yeah. cohesive universe in just the best way yeah and they and i and the, i like the whole dome thing that's a, like a yes. avengers around the 230s 240s where they had the dome and they, you remember vision walks into it and just falls down like he walks through yeah. the dome and falls down and, and I remember I can't remember what how that resolved, but it definitely they're working the dome in there. That's purposeful. But that now, was all neat. The one, the one complaint I have is that I wish they would have um, got a different actor for Agent Agent Chu. Is that right? Yeah. Well, well he was the guy from Ant Man, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I forgot he was in that. He he does the card trick. Remember Ant Man? Uh, yeah, okay. He teaches right. you know he does the close up yeah. magic in that in that Ant Man and the Wasp movie, and, and uh, the agents he he he's fascinated. He's like you know how do you do that? Okay. So, so he I, has I taught himself. Yep, that's that. it. Well, I'm gonna guess two forty two. What is it? Two thirty three. Yep. That's the one. The classic. It kept growing too. That dome kept growing. I don't know whether this one's growing on the show. Because uh, Cap shoves his shield down, tries to wedge it, stop it. I think it swallows like Thor's hammer, and he turns back into Donald Blake. So I'm just talking about random Avengers yeah. issues now. <laughs> None of that happened in the show. Um, oh, you never know. <laughs> it will. There's, ep- there's several episodes left. <laughs> So. I didn't like how, you know, like Catman's character, she got pretty much explained everything in a funny, cool way to, to bring everyone up to date rather than, you know, having some more nerdier person like say all the yeah. science lingo. Yeah, it was. And she hasn't been around for quite some time. So it, it was a you know, that's a that's a good character to bring bring back around um, yeah. in, in that role. And, and it, it, like you said, it, it's uh, it makes it more interesting and more relatable as a oh we can just watch it on tel- on this old television <laughs> instead of all the sciency crap. Um, and bringing bringing that character back, if you really think about how many years ago was that? I mean, that's quite a callback. Yeah, she had she's become a doctor. She's she's had time to get her doctorate. Yeah. Wait, did you guys did you guys mention Jimmy Woo while I went looking for that comic? He's called yeah. Chew. Jimmy Woo. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't correct trick. him. I didn't correct him. Yeah. When I, said, I didn't know. The well, because I, I completely forgot that he was already cast and was in Ant-Man because I was saying that I felt like he was miscast, like he should have been. Why? Like someone else. Because is that not from the comics? Like he was part of like that Atlas group. 
Is that yeah, right? Agents, Agents of Atlas, yeah. Yeah, he's a badass in the comics, wasn't he? More, yeah, he's not. He wasn't the, the comic really. Be a badass. <laughs> I don't know. Not yet. So, but yeah, I, I, I did. I think it was a nice little touch, and and that's a great thing they've done throughout the Marvel movies is, you know, uh, bringing different characters into different stories and and you know working it, building that world. So anyway, did, I haven't seen. Did you, haven't did, seen... did you mention the card the card trick? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That that made me. That was the biggest laugh I've got from this series so far. Yeah, that was good. The uh, so I haven't seen previews, but I assume that we're gonna get each episode less. We'll probably get more sitcom, but it'll be less sitcom, more of this outside story, more what's going on. But all I know is if we don't get Elizabeth Olsen saying "You got it, dude," mm. then they have blown it. I agree. And they have blown it. I kind of felt like if they don't send, if, if one of the sitcom episodes, they don't go to Disney world, then I, the whole thing's just blown up for me. Yeah. Yogi yeah it's got to be Hawaii. <laughs> I, I, I well, would this... settle for Hawaii, but I think it should be Disney world. Well, this fourth episode, the title of it was something like we interrupt this program. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That feels like that show hasn't we'll been changed. Yeah. We, this is just a one-time thing. Right. And I, I really liked it and I think we needed it, but also kind of just felt like here's a bunch of stuff we already knew. Yeah. It with the, you know, the drone with the voice mm-hmm. on the radio, all the stuff like and not everyone has a podcast where they sit and dissect this stuff. Some people but, needed to see that. Yeah, so you, you kind of had to show it, but it all felt like, yeah, yeah, I know this. Get to something else. So that I liked the episode, but it wasn't my favorite because it did just kind of tread ground I had already assumed to happen they just right. kind of showed it to us well i i i can't but accept the, that the yeah. the vast majority of people needed to see that stuff so they quit questioning things and right and yeah. but it's uh it, it had all the files of everyone in town but it looked like there were a couple missing we didn't have a file for Catherine hahn mm. or dotty the snooty lady played by Emma yeah. Caulfield. So the, are they more important characters or are they, sub, you know, do they even exist in the real world or did, did Wanda make them up or is it some, some other twist? Cause I saw somebody mentioned uh, in an episode, uh, Catherine Hahn says about Dottie is the key to everything in this town talking about, you know, it being in her social circle or whatever in a different context. But is that more, but, you know, is Dottie yeah. really the key to, unlocking all this. so who's she supposed to be then uh because i i've i'm just gonna say i've uh agnes it, what, what's her name it, it, isn't it agnes on the show the yes. yeah Catherine hahn is Catherine hahn. Yes. Uh, she, she's and she's supposed to be agatha yes agatha harkness that's right. sort of what people assume so who's emma caulfield i've heard brandon's girlfriend who's whose girlfriend Brandon's girlfriend from 90210. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's also on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But um, I, I heard a great uh, theory that was so ridiculous. I want it to be true. Okay. But I don't. I don't know if I should say it. Because if it Cause is, it, oh, you have it's to. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it if it. Any part know. of it's true. 
But then I, I was like, that, that sounds stupid. And then they gave like three or four things like, you know what? That could be true. Like it, it, it kind of won me over. But oh, yeah. as far yeah, as who the main that. villain of this all might be. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That'd be it. I'm interested. I, I'm glad I don't know, but I'm yeah. not. I don't care to be. If I see it, I won't cry about it. But yeah, I haven't heard anything and I, I haven't sought it out. But hmm. Should be interesting. I'm I'm excited about. It. We only have five episodes left, but you know, hopefully they're. I mean, they're making some headway here. Well, we've got our explanation up to this point. Now let's see what happens when she don't have those kids anymore, and loses her freaking mind. I I was going to say the, that that first know where that's going. Are we? Are it's we going to happen? That that's going to happen. Way? Yeah, that's going to happen. She's going to go ape shit when those something's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to do it. It's not, they're not going to be absorbed, absorbed well, back into Mephisto, but, but, but something's going to happen that she's going to realize. There, there's been talk about a young Avengers sort of franchise. Yeah. Introducing a new Hawkeye, Scott Lang's daughter. Like we've introduced a lot of these characters mm-hmm. who could go on and do like young Avengers. How did the, I don't remember. I know that those kids ended up being in young Avengers. Yeah, Billy, but how did they get there? Uh, well, yeah, I don't. I know. I think their first appearance, like you didn't know who they were when Young Avengers premiered. Yeah, yeah. Wiccan, Wiccan, and Speed were part right. of Young Avengers. And that's Billy and Tommy. Billy and Tommy, yeah. and they explained later how they came back, and I'm not sure. And it never matters. It could, it could but, explain yeah. it any way they want to. So they they came back as teenagers basically right you know no no life between being infants and teenagers but that was a good series when it started out um and this is the whole thing this whole series the point of it is is it's a precursor to that new doctor multi-verse stuff yeah yeah so but i was just saying what you definitely had that feel from the comics when uh when she looked at the b guy and said no yeah, that I mean, she might as well said no more mutants. It was just that no, yeah. What? So I, I, I'm just wondering when she, how she, it's going to go down when she loses her, her freaking. She's already lost her mind, probably. But when she loses, well, how creepy was that when she looks up in the flashback and sees Vision without the yeah. Piece I, when he came in, it was dark. I, I was like, he's going to be messed up. Yeah, yeah, that was creepy. And the guy's just a robot. It's not like actual gore, but like it did make you kind of do a double take. Like, ah, oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. about that was so creepy. Yes, it was. I agree. It's a good yeah. show. It's well, good. Yeah, Especially we've had all these these we've had all these hints of Vision noticing something's off or like. He keeps kind of looking around like he, he doesn't want to break the reality, yeah. but he, you can tell like something's gnawing at him. So, yeah, the 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 the, the illusion's starting to break apart. And I and I don't I don't know how big it's going to be when it happens, but I think it's, it's going to be. I, I guess I think that this show has so much potential. It's a, as it's going on here. When, he, when you see something like that, you're like, wow, they this could really be something these next few episodes it could really become yeah, a great we're, show we're, we're essentially watching a uh a uh, four-hour marvel movie I and mean, this isn't really a show this is a you know this directly ties right into the into the movie so and good form because like i said that you can you can you can tie their whole 
history into seven minute videos. Like they have not gotten these are not main characters. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Vision and Scarlet Witch are characters they've been around almost as long as anybody in the Marvel Universe. Like they, these are key Avengers characters and I think deserve more. So if this show is given it to them, I'm happy for that. Definitely. So all right. What else? Well, uh, Michael, I mentioned it there a couple weeks ago, but I went ahead and uh, and went back and watched uh, uh, Netflix's um, most watched show of 2021, um, much to uh, my wife's uh, excitement, uh, Bridgerton. Has anyone else read what Lady Whistledown has written of late? Do not tell me that is yet another scandal. She, this one is different. This one this subject's my name. <laughs> my name is Lady Whistledown. You do not know me and never shall. But be forewarned, dear reader, I certainly know you. The social season is upon us. We shall discover which young ladies might succeed at securing a match. Let it be known, if there's a scandal, I shall uncover it. And share every last detail. Not <laughs> Have you watched the Bridgerton, Michael? I glanced over one episode while my wife was watching it, and I was like, "This is like Gossip Girl." I've heard a lot. See, I I didn't watch Gossip Girls, but I've heard a lot of people describe it that way. Um, so I'm going to take everybody's word for it, and because oh my god, I, the first couple episodes were so boring. Um. It, and that's what it was. I just felt it was just like a big circle of uh, uh, of women uh, talking about each other. Um, but this is uh, this Miles is a, gossip girl, pretty much. Okay, this has become a a huge hit for Netflix. Um, they haven't had that many here lately, so uh, it's already renewed for a second season. This is the uh, the the Shonda Rhimes uh, adaptation. Of a of a book series um, based on. Yes, there's there's eight books total in the series. Okay, uh, from Julia Quinn. Um, it's all about the Regency era of uh, of of London's um, courting Please. season. So it takes place around 1813, 1814, something like that. Um, and we have the, you know, you have your uh, big to do families of the era that um control all the land these are the rich people um they just live to have big parties and balls and dances and then marry uh their kids off into each other's families so that's that's the whole i guess the whole thing the whole point of it is um the the twist in the story comes from uh, like a gossip column, a, uh, a goss- gossip paper that's suddenly pamphlet. Yeah, pamphlet. That's a good word. 
um, that's been published from uh, somebody calling herself Lady Whistledown, talking about all the debutantes and the available, uh, <laughs> the available. And, and just like Gossip Girl, she has all these inner details somehow magically. Right. And at the very at the very end, they're gonna find out that it was Kristen Bell all along. <laughs> but yeah, so we we definitely don't know who uh, uh, until the very end and who who the the writer is, who Lady Whistledown is, and she's causing all this all these problems and troubles. And um, we have uh, uh, King George's wife um, who has a cocaine problem. Um, she yeah she she likes the nose candy. And uh, she's all about uh, the gossip herself, and and she wants to kind of control that as, as a form of entertainment for her. So, really, during that time, what else she gonna do? Drugs, right? Sex. I mean, that's it. With no rock and roll. Yeah, you're gonna be dead by 25, anyways, probably. So, what the hell? Um, so, the title family, the Bridgertons. Um, they have uh the, the the father has passed on so they're uh, uh there there's the mother all of her daughters and sons the the oldest son is the um the viscount which i had to look up what the hell that was and that's basically like the fourth highest rank um uh the you could have so um, the, the oldest daughter is, she's gone a courting and, uh, she's taken available suitors to get married and have children. And, uh, and she comes in contact with this, this mysterious Duke of Hastings and, um, and, and they come to an agreement that, uh, neither one of them really wants to get married and, uh, they're just going to pretend uh, they are into each other to fool everybody, including that lady whistled down that troublemaker into thinking um, they're together for the season and then everyone will leave them alone and they can get it on with their life. Which, which one plugs in the uh, crock pot that burns the right. castle down? Right. I uh, they... Let's see. Well, actually, it's a Dutch oven back then. <laughs> <laughs> So look, my, <laughs> my wife uh, really liked this Christy show. Christy likes it. Yeah. It is. Yeah, this is like the biggest thing on streaming right now. Yes. Like, yeah, forget WandaVision. The, this show is, is the, the ratings champ. At the Bridgerton, moment. baby. Um, All the ladies. One good thing that I will say uh, they did. It, it's a very, it's a very pretty show. It's filmed in England. Um Costumes are amazing. Uh, they did kind of a neat thing uh, with the choreography of the time and the dancing and, and you know all of that. It's, it's it gives it the right feel. Um, they make no mention of anyone's race or color. So we have we have people of 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 uh, color. We have white people. We have all different shades playing just playing characters it does not matter what they look like does not matter um there doesn't have to be an explanation of well they're from over in this country none of that 
means anything. Um, so that was very enjoyable. It was a nice change. Um, felt like a little bit of a step forward. The fact that we, you know, we didn't, even, they didn't even have to address it. It's just, we're going to hire good actors. They're going to play these parts and uh, we're going to tell a story. So good on them for that. Um, pretty, pretty show, but it was, it was for me. I know everybody loves it. My wife will talk about, um, how intense some of the, uh, adult scenes are in it. Um, which there are a lot of, and I mean a lot of, um, is this the lady's new uh, 50 shades of gray? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they definitely just switched the time periods, but, uh, it wasn't for me, but it's a huge hit. And I know, uh, I know a lot of people liked it and they're really excited that it's coming back for season two. Um, one kind of last departing thought. If you watch the whole show at the very end, the next thing that comes up on Netflix is like an after show recap hosted by David Spade. Why it's David Spade, I have no idea. He, what else is he doing? <laughs> he clearly is only doing it for the money. He has no interest in the show. Does not well, he care. Does all the after, he does all the after shows on Netflix. This like, is the first one I've seen. Yeah, he's the... that he That's his show. Okay. Well, it was... I, I, I watched... He did, he did Cobra Kai... Oh, okay. I had no idea. I watched this and I was just like, this man could care less about this whole damn show. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he does. (laughs) So, I found that hilarious. Next. Not not to bring uh, a movie up that's a long long ago lost treasure, speaking of old times. uh, Has anyone ever heard of a movie called Rock and Roll? Rock and Roll. Good band, hot music, the best of times. It could have lasted forever. Rock and rule. Journey to a world where the cosmic forces of music, magic, and technology collide. With a beast from another dimension. The Beauty, songs by Deborah Harry. The Beast, songs by Lou Reed and Iggy Pop. The Beat, songs by Cheap Trick and Earth, Wind and Fire. a animated movie from the 80s that came out at the same time <laughs> I'm going to have to pull it up because I don't know it, it came out the same time as um, Heavy Metal did and okay. it had a budget of 8 million dollars and it's a Canadian movie when it was 
brought over to like uh, distributors of the states. They didn't know how to market it because it's more of an adult type movie, like heavy metal. It brought in a whopping thirty thousand oh. dollars. Okay, and and but you... it's got like it's got cheap trick involved with it. Uh, like so the they had like some major musicians with it, uh, Iggy Pop. Um, Oh shoot! I forget the the female lead name. Lou but, Reed, Blondie. Oh, yeah, Blondie. And Earth, the, Earth the, Wind uh, and Fire. Yeah, they did music, and the female that does uh, Angel's voice is the uh, person. I, I think they said that it does Sailor Moon's voice also, and that was all. I forget her name as well. But anyway, it's Susan it's a Roman. It's it's a lost gem that you can go on youtube and watch um it, it has like anthropomorphic creatures in it as like humans and stuff but it, it's a, it's a rock and roll animated movie basically yeah i'm looking at the soundtrack um but it's it's good it's a it's a nice little head hidden gem so you like this movie i do i, I like it a lot it's gem the gems had you seen it back then when you were a kid, or are you just discovering yeah, well, it? Well, I, I mean, back then it was on HBO and stuff, so I feel like I might have saw parts of it, and then I discovered it years later, and every every so often I go back to it because it, it has that, you know, that same story of these downtrodden musicians that want to make it big, and there's this evil record producer that's trying to find a perfect sound, the cause of Armageddon. Uh, it's, it's just. Catherine O'Hara does one of the voices from Schitt's Creek. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. She's Canadian, isn't she? Yeah. Mm hmm. Rock and roll. There you have it. You too. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. Go watch it, guys. I got a couple quick programming notes I could throw in here. Um, L Ray Network is now off the air. Hmm. Uh-oh. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, the director, founded it in 2013. And just January 1st of this year, it was just no longer on. Uh, right, right at midnight on January 1st, it popped up and said, this, this channel no longer exists, and it's off the cable. Um, I guess Univision had a big financial stake in it, uh, and it just recently kind of exited their agreement. And it was dropped by AT&T Networks in January of last year and then by Charter in September of last year. So it went from being in 33 million homes to just 13 million homes. So viewership was way down. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, they said it, it may pivot to the streaming space. But, yeah, there's a lot of that out there. So who knows? Uh, it was an oddball channel. Uh, kung Fu movies and weird mexican wrestling movies and just you know the oddest stuff you'd ever see but i i would occasionally find some fun stuff to watch on there but uh yeah if you're looking if you if you're looking for it and can't find it that that's what happened and then uh i took notes about this uh thanksgiving they had the, a very special g4 holiday reunion special mm -hmm. everyone remember the g4 channel oh yeah oh yeah attack the show yeah, it, yep. it used to be Tech TV, and then it morphed into this uh, G4, kind of ahead of its time, 
yeah broadcasting game you know esports right now is the biggest thing going they were the first ones to ever televise esports they were the first network to broadcast live from comic con yes. or e3 like they were ahead of the curve on nerd culture yeah sure. this is where like chris hardwick hardwick got his yeah start basically olivia, olivia munn yep. yeah so this brought all them back adam sessler and morgan yeah. webb from x-play Kevin Pereira and uh, Olivia Munn from Attack of the Show. Ron Funches was the host. And the conceit was it was like his Thanksgiving dinner. And he's a super fan. And he brought all these G4 people back. And he like locked them in the room and like wouldn't let them leave was, was kind of the, the idea of it. But it showed a bunch of clips from the classic era. And they talked about some of the, the fun stuff they did. But it was all basically just a thing to kind of hint at a, a relaunch of the network. Um. So apparently the, the new G4 will, quote, span multiple venues, including Twitch, YouTube, and TV, with the general spirit of weirdness and absurdity that ran through the original slate of programming still present. So it's, it's coming back in some form or fashion uh, with uh, WWE superstar Xavier Woods will be the new host of the, of the main network. So I don't know. I, it was a little bit like... Yeah, it was very niche, and it was a lot of like bro stuff, and it was it was very of its time. But you know, I there wasn't anything else on TV that you know, was covering that kind of stuff. I always me, watched, I, 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 I watched Attack of Show and X Play religiously. Yeah, Attack of the Show was a, was a great. Yeah, Kevin Pereira is hilarious. Uh, you always had some gorgeous co-hosts, Olivia Munn or. Allison Hayslip or just any endless stream of smart yeah. gamer girls that knew the culture and like could hold their own and you know it was just a great show and and X-Play Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb always just it was pre any other video game reviews this is now they're everywhere but but this is where you got your video game reviews that you could see things being played and they had access to you know all the companies, so I, I barely play video games, and I would watch X Play because it was entertaining, right. and it, you'd learn about you know I, I knew a whole lot more about them back then because I, I was exposed to a lot of this, and they would do skits and they would do funny stuff and silly stuff along the way, but you know, also do the reviews. But then Attack of the Show always did around the net, mm-hmm. so it was basically here's the top five viral videos of the day. And it was a way to, you know, before social media and Reddit and Facebook and all this stuff, like you would see what other people were, were talking about, you know, on the internet and the funny videos and the, 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 the viral videos. On, what was on the TV. guy's name? Uh, You're saying tech TV. Cause that's, I remember, of course, remember that too. And they, they're always, man, they couldn't talk enough about Linux. And, and what was the guy's name? Yeah. The older guy. I can picture him, but it starts I, with an L. I think it starts with an L. But he had like white hair. But they were just like talking about the intricacies of you know computer programming and setting up your computer and stuff. And they would just answer all these questions that are pretty <laughs> yeah. much irrelevant to that. Didn't uh, they take callers and stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I can't remember who the other guy was, but I definitely remember that guy. I can't think of his freaking name. And I know there was a talk show on there where they they yeah they had callers call in and just talk about the weirdest stuff like yeah it was a different time in an entertainment land. Leo, Leo, 
Leo Laporte. Yep. Call for help. I remember the the tech TV was it was right at the beginning of internet TV where you could like I'm talking late nineties maybe where you could actually like pull up streaming channels of them. Uh, it had tech TV and I had a couple other ones, but I mean, it was like, so, so like compared to day today's standards, I mean, it was so low tech. It was originally called ZDTV um, yes. and debuted May 11th, 1998. I just remember that it ended because they like got bought up by like the, by some, it was definitely a bro company that made it, like so that that was its heyday the stuff we're talking about was the peak and then it just started it showed cops reruns yeah and like it just became the most generic thing ever like a lot of channel you know bravo used to show ballet and opera and now it's real housewives you know so Mm. a lot of these channels drift far from what they used to be but this one it did it real fast it went yeah. from something it was, and then just immediately switched to this other thing. And like they ended up, they canceled X Play. It was like its flagship show. They weren't yeah. even making new ones of those. So, yeah, I the reunion. It's it's on YouTube. Like I said, it's it's fun. There's a lot of clips and a lot of things you remember, and a lot of behind the scenes. Talk. It's it's like kind of scripted. It's half scripted, sort of, because mm-hmm. they're they're joking around throwing punches. But then there's a lot of stuff, and like uh, you know that the rumors that Kevin and Olivia hated each other and stuff, they kind of play up with that. I'm like, yeah, sure. We're happy to be here. That kind of thing. So I enjoyed watching the special. I don't know what it'll be when it comes back, but the world would be a better place with it in in some form or fashion. I hope. Yeah. I'm interested to see what they do with it. Especially now that they missed when the, the stuff they started has all exploded now with the, you know, the Twitch is, you know, more people watch Twitch streams than yeah. are watching, you know, whatever's on TV tonight. So. Yeah. I'm just curious what they, hopefully they have some great idea to be able to embrace that and bring their flavor because that's what we want. We want them to embrace the new technology that everybody's already doing, but host it in some way because we like their personalities <laughs> And the nostalgia of that. So that's right. Hey, I want to talk about this show real quick. Cliff said he watched it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to overblow it. I did say I told everybody to watch it. And I know some people didn't have access or take the time, but uh was Derek Delgadio's in and of itself. Um was a it's on Hulu. Every secret has a unique weight to it and you can only carry them for so long. You think this is a performance. You see a man in a theater, there's an audience. It is difficult to see past what this looks like. You can see it for what it is, or you can imagine what it could be. Before you came in here, there was a wall Maybe you chose something you feel reflects who you really are in this world. The conceptual artist, the teacher. I do, I do want to watch it. I listened to I think like, you would really like about it. it. I wish yeah. you wouldn't listen to anybody talking about it. The whole point, you got to go in knowing as little as possible. So I'm not going to deep dive it here. Yeah. You got to put your phone down and 
Uh, I'm not huge on magic, you know, because I'm not like, I never gave a crap about David Copperfield or any, any of the showy put some just for men in your beard and uh, get big collars and cuffs and Siegfried and Roy. I don't care about any of that garbage. Hey, uh, he just died. Yeah. One of them. The one that was yeah. still alive just died. Right. One Jeez. job. The one that was still alive just died. Yeah. But this show, this guy performed 500 some nights in a row or whatever. Uh, I just think it was like, I remember when we had uh, David Blaine 15 years ago, did his street magic and it kind of brought this new flavor to magic, a different presentation, a more like right up close and personal doing magic for people on the street. And that was very, it kind of revived magic. And then he started doing all these stunts yeah. again and then blew took it, it too out. Far. Took it too far. Exactly. And then you get, then you end up with stuff like Chris angel and, you know, and I, I just, again, that's the stuff I don't like, but, this guy found a way to fashion his show around his magic, you know, that he does. And it, it's more incidental. The magic is incidental to the story he's telling. And I just love the presentation. It's a, it's a, I said, it reminded me of soul. It was a good companion piece to soul. Yeah. Soul, soul was so much about who you think you are, who you, yeah. Who, who what what you know that in soul he just he's like i'm i'm supposed to be a jazz musician and then by the end he's like oh, i don't know if i'm supposed to be anything you know what who are we it's right. a very deep thought yeah. that this that, that they're expanding on in this special that it became uh, a huge thing i remember after i mentioned it jordan had said that stephen colbert he had, he was uh, a producer on the on yeah. this movie. after he saw the live show yes. so mm-hmm. yeah i just happened to tune in the night the magician and frank oz were his guests who frank mm-hmm. oz directed this film version of it right and colbert said he and his wife just that looks interesting let's go see that knew, knew nothing about it saw the live version and said he was so moved and so touched he had to get in on it <laughs> and like help so stephen colbert helped produce it and turn it into this hulu special and the three of them sat and talked for 10 minutes and couldn't quite say what it was. But yeah, they talked about that personality and re- and reality and, and self-reflection. And like they talked about all these themes, but never once said what it was or how, how they did it. So and I, and I it's, think it's what a very Frank, open sort of thing. I think what Frank Oz brought to it, it was a lot. Like the being able to uh, show, you know, direct in a way... Um, a lot of the angles and stuff of like multiple showings and showing you how different things happened at each show. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it brought a lot to it. It, it. I I really enjoyed it. I think it is totally worth watching and people are going to get different things out of it, but it's not perfect, no. but it is one of the best example. I know, I know Cliff doesn't like it. No, that's not, no, I, I did like it, but um, it's just like, it's, it's, I I'm, I'm, don't want to overblow it for anybody, but as far as an example of what you can do, take 
take this your magic show or whatever mm. and make and make it into something much more yeah and get let somebody feel something other than just f- being a flashy this it was really well done i felt like you you recommended it i knew nothing of it i had no idea what it was what it was about who the guy was knew nothing not square one me either so i flipped it on and um and, and we watched it and there were parts that the magic took the magic tricks took me out of it like i was like why are we Let's focusing have a heart. i was like why are we focusing on this because the other stuff i really liked you know um but it, it it is definitely different. I feel like it would be a much better experience in person than a hundred thousand percent. You yeah, have, they did the best they could mm-hmm. to give you a chance of feeling like there. But you had the whole the whole premise is about walking in the door mm, and identifying right. yourself. Right, and we did not get to do that exactly. And by the time I realized that's what was happening at the beginning, I was way past it. Yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't really paying that much attention. Even though I put my phone down, like, I was watching it, but I really didn't know what I was watching. So, but yes. I think you'd like it, Michael. I do, too. I'm going to check it out. I just have a question. Okay. Are you guys hungry? Are you guys hungry? No. Are you guys hungry for some Justice League inspired junk food? Did you go back to Schwann's? <laughs> no. Are you Warner Brothers is teaming with them. <laughs> what are you it's pushing? It's about to be. Uh, Your microphone is... is not working. You're, you're like you Stevie me? Wonder. You're, you keep moving away from the. Like you gotta stick to your microphone. I've gotta fix this. There you go. There. I've up. gotta fix this internet. Tell me about That's the snacks. Fine. So Warner Brothers <laughs> is teaming up Wonderland. <laughs> Stay focused, man. <laughs> you watch Wonderland at home. A service with hardcore fans with deep pockets can order theme mail kits inspired by various Warner Media titles. So the first one is going to be the mother box. This it's priced at one hundred thirty dollars, and it's going to be in the shape of a mother box from the Justice League movie. What? To, that you can sit down and eat. You know, of course, when it comes out, like in March. In this, it has Ocean Trench fish and chips, a Big Belly burger for Flash, Resurrection, some sort of corn-based dish. I guess Superman. Ancient Themyscarian Fire. I don't know what that is. Snacks and Extra, Pool, Raw Beer, and Jitters Coffee. And if you have a loved one, you can pay $260 for a meal for two. How is that um, not a meal for four people, what you just rattled off? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so as part it's of gotta... HBO Max, they are, you can, you can, Order your groceries. Basically, they're 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 making theme box food for the movie that you're watching, so you to bring another level of the experience. So instead of getting uh, ordering loot crate and getting a t-shirt, now you can have a a, a hamburger. 
you can eat the fish that Aquaman talked to today. I just. Go ahead. Aquaman slept with this fish last night. You can have it with a side of hush puppies. I don't know. They did just announce uh, (laughs) we have a date for the Snyder Cut. Oh, kill me. Can we have a moratorium on the Snyder Cut? No, not so it's all. Are we required to talk about this garbage? It is officially it is officially titled Zack Snyder's Justice League. And it's coming Barf. March 18th March HBO 18th. Max. They released a couple official posters for it. That didn't Tell me great. about the snacks. And they have also announced at Fandome, Snyder came out and said it was a miniseries. Yeah. And now they just said, no, it's not. It's a four-hour movie. Christ. So we're getting March 18th. You're getting a four-hour movie, and then it's over. Then no one ever has to yep, talk about it again. sure. Right. Never have to hear about it again. Well, I think I, we you can eat that box our... and go into a coma for the full four hours. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think we should um, recreate our uh, twenty-minute review of what was it, Man of Steel, that was all chopped up and jacked up. <laughs> I forgot all about that. We yeah, had. Remember like when every... our audio used to suck? <laughs> remember when it was hard to hear yeah. stuff? Oh, reminiscing. <laughs> yeah those were the days we did that review and i think we got about every 10th word in (laughs) still don't know why still still made more sense than the actual movie right yeah so yeah i um uh we just decided uh this week we we were i think we're gonna get rid of uh hbo max here in in february just Take a oh, break. Not till March. You can't. Well, we, we weren't. We haven't been watching anything on it, and uh, and none of the DC shows had, had come out. So you got a point. I don't remember the last thing I watched on there that I cared about. Mm-hmm. That's that's where we are right now. And Football then... season's over, so I'm gonna get. I'm gonna ditch Hulu Live for a little bit. Um, probably save sixty bucks a month because I can't watch basketball on it. So. And uh, CBS All Access is now becoming Paramount Plus. Yeah. And it's joining the fray where it's going to have Nickelodeon. And... Mm. How much is that? I forget all the. It's $5.99 with commercials and $9.99 without commercials. Well, we um, since we're going to ditch Hulu Live for a little bit, um, we are going to take the advice of Michael. And we're gonna get uh, the 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 version without the commercials. Yeah, it's worth it. Now with the who the Hulu. Good luck though. That's that the, there's upgrade. still stuff that has ads. Mm. Yeah, even there, without there the ads, there's still ads. Yeah. So don't be fooled. Disappointing. But I, I just recently figured out that if you upgrade your data plan through Verizon. Uh, you can get the Disney, Hulu, ESPN package for free. It doesn't cost anything. And there's a way, but the problem is that you get Hulu with ads. But there is a workaround where you can get Hulu without ads. I Just need an email address. Time. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
He's got All the right, work. You said around. you were ending on Transformers tonight. Was that the idea? Yeah, yeah. We were just going to talk yeah, uh, briefly. Roll out. <laughs> so the second, uh, the second. What is this? The second, second part, part of a of a. Was this was this Earthrise? Earthrise. Or... What was the name of this one? Yeah, Earthrise. Yeah. How did we get here? The arrogant fool destroyed himself, and tragically, the all spark. Because of pride, we are moving on a dying world, waiting as death slowly surrounds us. And all that remains of Prime's autobots, I'm afraid their fate is sealed. This is um, this picking... one was really good. Okay, so we've we've picked up. Um, we're now in space. This is um, previously the the first mini series, I guess we'll call it, uh, gave us a story about pre nineteen eighty four Transformers cartoon premiere. Right, this is what happened. Everything before yeah. then. So this leading gives up us... to the launch of from Cybertron, right? So yeah, what I mean, I didn't get into this one as much as the first miniseries. So, what did you think? Now, was see, better? I was the exact opposite. Well, because they had a lot of like dialogue callbacks that referenced like the animated movie. You had Megatron saying lines like. I've waited an eternity for this moment, and, you know, it had Optimus Prime mm-hmm. uh, saying some of his lines too, like, you without mercy, ask for mercy. And, um, so it, it had a lot of little tidbits like that sprinkled throughout it. Um, I also like it showed, it showed a, a more like, because Optimus Prime is always this proud, heroic hero, like he's the savior. And here you saw a flawed Optimus Prime that was, yeah, like battling with his consciousness or conscience or yeah, whatever. He he is, but a, uh, he's still not the great leader. leader. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's still a point where he's just he's over it and he's like he's ready to take uh, Megatron out. And mm-hmm. I think it's Bumblebee that like steps in the way and it's like no, you can't do that. You're Optimus Prime, but. It just it had a lot more. It showed how ruthless Megatron really was. It's like how he like powered his ship, like basically yeah. killing you know his own people, thousands and thousands of his own people. And I love that. Like again, another callback. They brought back the 
quite the songs. Um, the four-faced yeah. uh, squid people. Um, the, that, that was like, I just, it had a lot of callbacks to the original series. That's that true. Really... That's, that's true. And it's funny because, you know, I've told the story before about how I really liked Transformers until the movie came out. And then I was one of those kids that w- I didn't like Transformers anymore after the movie came out. And I think the, the Quintessence were part of what came after the theatrical movie. Yeah, they did. They, did. they showed up in the, the series following that. that You find out that they were actually the ones that created the Transformers. So, and I think that might be part of the reason why I didn't get, I didn't like this one quite as much. Like it was good. And they introduced like the, um, the Predacons, right? Yeah. And we got Scorponok and like, there's some really cool stuff in there. Um, and, and it is like we said with the first miniseries, it's developing a, a, a bigger, a bigger story there. Um, we're learn we're learning a much more detailed history of of that cartoon we grew up on. So in that way, it was. I agree, it was good, it, and it is good. Um, I just felt like it was a bit slow this time. Like all the stuff in space, it was slow at all. I uh, thought it was like pretty action packed because I mean they're fighting Scorpionoffs. Like I love when the Quinn song was like. Uh, doing a puppet type thing with I think it's double trouble on the ship. Yeah. And they're they're like, I mean that was creepy. Yeah, it was definitely but creepy. Just um I don't know. I actually I just thought it was more action like because I guess the first one was pretty action packed, but I just felt like there was it this was was more in depth. Like you got into more of people's stories and their involvements and you got to see how like they should interact. I feel like first part was a just kind of like a rough cut of how it should be hmm. so what's your best guess here guess here on 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 the the third part coming out is this going to be a beast wars thing oh yeah i i th- my my guess is is that it's obviously going to be a beast war like thing this part but i feel like they're going to end up by the end of it, like going back into sleep or whatever. So it would, again, they wake start up and, with the beginning yeah. of the G1. Yeah. Hmm. That something will happen. Hmm. Well, I'm interested for that. I but thought yeah, it was a neat I, little ending to it with the dinosaur and everything. Yeah. I, I've definitely have done a complete about face on where I was completely complaining about the first one. I really <laughs> dug this one. Now did now did you watch yeah, Be- it, Beast Wars when it when it was out years and years ago? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the a lot of people don't remember that the last season of Beast Wars was Beast Machines, and yeah. it was far superior to to the Beast Wars, um, where it was basically they go back to Cybertron and, and they fix it like they they create like a more bioorganical like they're they're Part biomechanical, like they're they're, they're not just, just not machines. machines, yeah. And the, but um, that was that was excellent. And yeah, I've I've gone back and watched different things from these sports over the years. Hmm. Because I was always really into 
the like because this all continued over in Japan, I believe with like the Beast Wars and all that stuff, and like the Predacons, like from the G1 series, like it went way further than it ever did, and there was completely different versions of it. Like I mean, it went for years. Yeah. So I would always look those up on YouTube and try to, you know, just research and figure out what what was what. Hmm. So yeah, we watched it more than we thought, guys. I was going to say one last thing. I was going to tell you guys. I I mentioned today in our message that Lupin. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. It's probably mm-hmm. like a Lupin or something. Lupin. Lupin. Uh, you guys heard of that? Like it's based I, on a real not, book or something. I only knew it because of the Japanese anime. That's what Lupin I was gonna ask. Lupin the Third. I was like, yeah. is that the same thing? Well, what's that? It's um, he uh, yeah. There's a manga and anime. It was uh, Hayao Miyazaki's first movie in 1979. The Castle of Cagliostro stars this character, Lupin the Third, who is apparently the you know the grandson of the original you know the the gentleman thief the friend of this this classic french that's it. L- uh, literary character who is a you know a a dashing thief so that i i just knew the the manga version but i didn't i you know it's based on a very classic literary character right well that's this this show on netflix is about the classic literary character um updated okay well I mean, basically, the gist is this guy is read reads the book or whatever, and models his life after the gentleman thief. He becomes the gentleman thief, basically. But there's, it's five episodes. It's in French with subtitles. There is an English dub. If you, I just can't stand that because it never looks right. But I'd prefer to read subtitles. But uh, it's. A good show. It's a surprisingly good show. Uh, basically, doing heists based on stories from the books he's read, and but he has an old overarching personal story that's going on. He's trying to get clues along the way to solve this case that personally touches him. And most people, have, I've watched four of the five episodes. Nick and I have, and we really like it. And um, people were wondering if we were going to get more and they just announced in the last couple of days that there will be more in the summer. So if you have any interest, check it out. It's definitely a, a good heist movie. I mean, show, I guess. Sorry. All right. All righty. Hey, well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we should give a shout out to our friend Remington Hitchcock. Sounds like he is on the mend and close to back to full health. So we're happy to have you feeling much better now. Happy to have new episodes of Dueling Ogres coming out. Yeah, on a regular schedule, it feels like. Yeah, we 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 need you guys to up our game. We need to listen to you so we can hear how how good we have to be to compete. <laughs> <laughs> sharpen each other <laughs> so good to hear the good news remington glad you're back recording and uh thank you to everyone listening thank you to our patrons uh, we just had another fun game of trivia you're missing out on if you're not a patron we had a good time 
Yeah, we didn't even mention that. Uh, um, and if anybody doesn't know uh, who the who the first person was to get a perfect score during halftime, it was this guy right here. <laughs> Same guy that also got a zero score at halftime in another game. <laughs> Cliff is all or nothing. He is all in or all it, out. It was totally rigged. Totally rigged. It was a uh, it was it was a a, uh, a question about game shows and game show hosts and. Um, even though I wasn't familiar with all of them, I, I had game shows on the brain. I had done the research and uh, I was rewarded. <laughs> so just $1 a month patron access gets you an invite to these games we do, plus all our other perks. So we hope you'll uh, uh, think about us if you have an extra dollar in your wallet. And uh, we hope to see you next time. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Yeah, See you, Michael. Bye forever. <laughs> Goodbye. Forever. I feel like it gets worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> it should be getting better. It's getting worse. No, I like to make it. Oh, he's out. Oh, he's, oh, he's super out. <laughs> Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute. But please know that most of our content will always remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share. Hmm. All right, what's going on here? What are we doing? Michael's room is very bright. Looks like he has, do you have, do you have, do you have like cool uh, LED white lights going on there? What? Uh oh, he froze. Get that screenshot. <laughs> Oh, this house is like super. It's what? What? You froze there for a Yeah, I'm, we just got internet installed, but we're having issues. Mm. They're supposed to come look at it Monday. That's why I'm. Yeah, my internet connection's unstable. Um, you definitely sound like you're in a big room. You need to grow a bigger beard to muffle. <laughs> <laughs> Little echo. Need a rug. Yeah, echo. echo. Um, you having a party? Uh, Jared and Chris Chase watching um, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, <sighs> we here? Yeah. I need another door. They said they could put it up. Like, there's obviously there's a door behind me, but on this side that goes into the kitchen, there's no door. There used to be a door there. They said they could put it back, but hmm. Greg Brady. Doors cost extra in the new place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, it does sound loud in here. Yeah. <laughs>
need a need rug. Some Greg Greg Brady beads. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Do you have your mic on the like? Aren't there two settings of like ambient noise and pointing straight at you? Isn't there like? Mm-hmm. That the mic. old mics used to have like a directional mic or a room mic or whatever. Is there? Is there a different setting for your mic? Oh. He's not ignoring what? you. He's yeah, froze. He's froze. I get it. One thing at a time here. He's, he's switching over to his hotspot. Not Doesn't match the intensity of the Cleveland announcers. When anything that happens is crazy. Are you? <clears throat> I can't hear. Huh? Somebody huh? muted. What? No. I can't hear, hear either of you. Well, we didn't do anything. Hello. Oh, I guess I gotta leave and come back. <laughs> what was going on here? We're, le- we're losing everybody. Uh oh. Oh, now Michael's back. Hold on. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, Seth said he couldn't hear us. Well, I can, but now it's not coming through my headphones. So oh, on. okay. I try to adjust my settings to see if I can do anything with my microphone. Michael, move your microphone a little closer to you. It looks like you're lazy. Is this close enough? Ooh. Yes. Wow. 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 Well, we can hear you. Holy <laughs> moly. Like, you're, it doesn't you're sound like you're in a big room. room. <laughs> Look at it. It's almost like when you suggested that a half hour ago <laughs> as a fix, it would have worked. Well, you don't have to be that oh, close. Nice. I just, yeah, I, I, Mr. Extreme has to overdo it. He's like, oh, okay, like apparently I have to, I have to eat it. 